Well, I mean, I'm curious. You've been doing this for a while now, right? Mm-hmm. So what are you, I mean, what are you hoping people are going to get out of this conversation? Out of this conversation? Yeah. I had a feeling Kat was going to do this to me. Um, okay, so so what I think is a couple different takeaways would be constantly learning, meeting new people, interjecting yourself in different places, adding value, um, going inward, and then also you know trying things on your own, but then also realizing there's only, sometimes there's only so far that those things can go. Um, so in kind of the intersection between personal, professional projects, learning, creative endeavors, um, things like that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's interesting because I think this whole podcast interview has been a lot about a lot of weaving. You know what I mean? It's like, I just think there's no like straight path. Hey, friend. Really grateful for this conversation with Kat Lisciani. Kat and I met during the summer of 2018 through the Podcasting Fellowship. It was so great getting together again here in New York City. It was really fun how our conversation naturally talked about some episode takeaways for you. A few others also include Kat moving to New York and building a new foundation and career for herself here. Her company, Millenovation, forming relationships online, who then became mentors to her, creating opportunities, and so much more. She shares some really great content and insights on Instagram at Melenovator. As always, this episode with timestamp notes is available on my website at PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. So excited for you to build and grow your portfolio career. So here we go with Kat. Cool. Welcome to Portfolio Career Podcast. Your host, David Nabinski, is here with Kat Lisciani. How's it going, Kat? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a, it's a privilege. And so, Kat, if we were to go to an event tonight, how do you typically uh, introduce yourself? If I am going to an event, the way that I typically introduce myself is just, "Hey, I'm Kat." I, honestly, I don't even, I don't even like say titles. Sometimes I'm just mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I'm Kat Lashiani." Like, that's it. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate to, I think New York, in New York, like people focus so much on like, what do you do for work? Where do you work? How much do you get paid? How much does your apartment cost? <laughs> that lately I'm trying to like back away from leading with, this is what I do. This is who I am because this is what I do. It's more just like, hey, this is who I am. And then if it comes up. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, it, did you want me to like no, say no, my no, title though? This is, this is perfect. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. Um, I guess one place I'd want to start was uh, hashtag marketing probs. Cool. Um, maybe tell us a little bit more about what that is and why you're passionate about that. Yeah. So hashtag marketing probs is a digital series that I created probably like 2016, 2017. Um, and it actually started because I had all these people who would ask me to go get coffee and basically take up two or three hours of my time wanting free marketing advice. (laughs) And then I kind of have a bleeding heart. So like I'm always down to talk to anybody, give them advice and have a conversation. But I started doing a lot of like work with LinkedIn and guest blogging and stuff. And there were so many people who wanted to have phone calls or get coffee and get free advice or just advice. And then I'd get to the end of these conversations and I'd realize 
they don't have the the budget to hire me, which is fine. But ultimately, all of a sudden, I was like spending so much time giving free advice and zero time giving paid advice that hashtag marketing props was a way for me to answer people's questions, but do it on a timeline that worked for me to where I could get some of the some of my daytime back and actually do work that I got paid for, yeah, <laughs> which was yeah. great. Yeah. And so then now we can um, people can just follow you on Instagram and, um, you still have the, the hashtag whenever you see, uh, I don't know, like a lift ad or whole foods yeah. and stuff. Um, it's very clever. Thank you. And, uh, and then do you think that this, did this start to form the foundation for your company? Um, I don't know if it formed the foundation for the company, but I think it evolved. They evolved together. Right. Um, I definitely do think marketing probs has been a way to exercise my expertise and my voice in a way that there's like very few places on the internet I guess in a professional setting where you can be fully yourself Mm. at that time in my life that was something I was really like turned off by right I didn't really want to censor myself if I thought something was bad I just wanted to call it out you know and so um I definitely think that is like a part of my brand and it's definitely what clients come to me for because I'm not going to sugarcoat things or I'm not going to say yes to something that I don't think they should do and I'll fight them on it and they don't have to listen to me, but I'll make, you know, my opinions heard. And so I, I definitely do think marketing props is a place that like maybe I gained a little bit of that courage to speak my mind, um, you know, a little more boldly, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, so then you started company, um, and that was your own media company and correct me if I'm wrong, do you, do you still kind of work on that? And then also spec, maybe kind of walk us through yeah. kind of that dynamic. I think it's really fascinating of kind of multiple projects, having your own company now co-founding another one. Yeah. So, um, I guess going on like f- close to five years ago now, I moved to New York from Charlotte, North Carolina. And I didn't know anyone in New York, but I had done a lot of work in a lot of different startups. And basically since the time I had graduated college, I mean, immediately that Monday, um, I had been working nonstop, had never taken a vacation. And then I moved to New York and I just felt this sense like I wasn't ready to work for somebody else again. I needed to kind of figure some things out about what direction I wanted to go in my career because I had touched so many parts of marketing and I really like couldn't get over the idea of like marrying myself to like a path or a role, right? I really liked content and storytelling, but I also really liked strategy and digital and I didn't see any jobs that existed that encompassed both of those things at the time. So I didn't know anyone and I, but I realized like I've got to make some money pretty quick um, because rent was super expensive. And so I just incorporated my own LLC and got a membership at, you know, like a co working space. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm just going to have to start building community and meeting people and proving that I know what I'm talking about and that I'm good at what I do. And, you know, so I just started independent consulting almost as like, a default like it was not the plan to like start my company and be doing that for years it was just like oh this is what I do until I'll figure it out (laughs) you know what I mean but it became the main thing um which was 
something that I wasn't prepared for or intentional about at all. But um, yeah, so over the years, I've navigated a lot of challenges that way and learning what it means to own a business and like have to do all the stuff that you never envisioned doing, especially when you when your like main job is marketing or strategy, you don't start a company. Well, I didn't start the company and plan to be doing a lot of like admin for myself or like operations or taxes. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are all things I've obviously had to learn how to do. But um, yeah, so anyways, you learn a lot of lessons. And over the years, I've figured out what I have to put in place to make the business function but also have the freedom to do what I want to do and chase after the other opportunities I want to, which for me often looks like working on the types of projects or with certain clients. But uh, with spec, it became, they started out as a client and I ended up becoming a co-founder. That was unexpected. So yeah, I don't know. Does that answer your That's question? That's perfect, okay. yeah. yeah. Independent consulting as a way to kind of follow your own path incorporated just so that you had a kind of a uh, just a place for for people to go to learned along the way and then spec was a client of yours and then you co-founded that company now I have all the lessons learned from starting from before. my own yeah right which yeah hard one lessons which I think come in really handy when you do work with any startup or like small to medium sized business or even like in media and entertainment, um, those industries and companies, yeah, they're often like building the ship while it's already like in the water, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's funny to feel like my whole journey building Millenovation was like chaos, but it's just funny to sometimes be able to walk into a client's office and be able to bring order in a way, you know, because I've been through it. Right. So yeah, it's a good experience. Mm-hmm. And that's really interesting that you, you, you talked about kind of creating your own business and clients. And I think I've also seen you talk about kind of creating opportunities and just even with some of your existing clients and stuff and, and just kind of following kind of your intuition and, and instincts and stuff. Maybe kind of talk to us about if you're a creative, a freelancer, and you're trying to uh, collaborate with uh, people that you respect, or any advice that you'd give to people on that in that realm? Yeah, I think, well, I'll tell you like something that was really pivotal in my career. It was really hard moving to New York. I totally underestimated how challenging it would be to like build a network in a place where I literally had zero connections. I mean, like my parents didn't grow up here. My parents don't have friends here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You take all that stuff for granted when you kind of settle, I guess, closer to home. So when I felt like I, th- there came a point in time where I just felt like I wasn't connecting with the people I wanted to be or anybody in my career who kind of could like help me or guide me or, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, whatever. But yeah, in New York specifically. And so I went on Twitter and I, I found like I just started finding my own industry heroes, as I like to call them. And I found them online. I found them on LinkedIn. I found them on Twitter. I found them on blogs and on the Internet. And that was a, like 
a huge game changer in my life because one, I began learning and like reading a ton from these people specifically. But two, because of Twitter, like Twitter is a really conversational platform. That's the way it works best. And, um, and so I could literally follow conversations that these people were having, like debates or heated discussions or stuff that they were commenting on. And I could see how they thought about things that were happening in our industry in real time. And I could like slowly insert myself into those conversations because all you have to do, you know, on Twitter is tweet to a thread. So yeah, um, it was a really cool way and something that I like, I still try and use today, but uh, a really cool way to actually build relationships in the digital age. Mm -hmm. And uh, I will say like, yeah, a lot of those mentorships, you know, again, like I found these people on the internet and also became their friend on the internet. And then I've met all of them in real life, you know, and they've become like my real life mentors. And, you know, if I'm doing something new for the first time and I need advice, like I'll call them up and we'll talk on the phone for an hour and they'll tell me what to do and stuff like that. And so that was really cool. The power of of the internet. And also, I think just being genuine, trying to learn from people and also like contributing to conversations in a genuine way. So often today, like, like you see this with Gary Vaynerchuk all the time, like people just want his attention because they're almost like, it's like a weird type of infatuation with him, but it wasn't like that. You know, it was more like, I really admired and respected these people for what they had to say about our industry. And so, you know, having conversations with them where you could actually like contribute value as opposed to just being like, hey, will you give me advice about, will you give me five minutes of your time about uh, how do I get to where you are in your career? And then you took the conversation offline by saying, you like knowing when an event was happening or? Yeah, I would, um, yeah, honestly, a couple, like sometimes, uh, well, yeah, I mean, I think I would get their email somehow. <laughs> usually, it usually started with offering them something like I'll do a guest blog or, one of my uh, mentors, um, somebody I look up to a lot is uh, Joe Polizzi and Robert Rose, who started this company called the Content Marketing Institute. And yeah, I think I led like a Twitter, they do these weekly Twitter chats on Tuesdays. And so, you know, I offered to lead one of those. And, you know, so again, it's by bringing value, seeing, seeing ways where you can contribute to the community that those people are building or the conversation those people are are building i think that's really important too because nobody wants to be a taker you know mm. somebody who just like drains or at least i don't want to be so yeah i think i think that was essential to that and then yeah once i got into kind of doing some speaking at conferences i would end up meeting people in person and then they introduce you to five more people and yeah and so are you still active in doing that? Do you think that that's, you know, kind of an ongoing thing in terms of contributing to conversations, meeting new people and stuff, even after you've kind of formed a great group of people and network here? Going to conferences? I guess I just like that beginner's, beginner's mentality and kind of new to New York and trying to kind of, you know, find a tribe and find mentors and learn from experts. Do you feel like that's an ongoing thing? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it is an ongoing thing. I will say I um, I got to a point in my career where I think I was 
I was listening a little too. I had been so reliant on other people's opinions to kind of tell me what to do next. And it got to a point where I needed to really, I had done a lot of those things. And I don't know, the advice I was getting, I didn't feel like it was right for me. Mm-hmm. And and the truth is like only you know, you know what's right for you, right? Um, and you know, that doesn't mean anything about those individuals who were speaking into my career at the time. It just meant, I don't think that they really could see where I thought I was going um, because it didn't really exist. And so, uh, yeah, I got to a point where I just needed to take some time and really figure out what I wanted. And when was this? I mean, this was probably like two years ago, maybe a year, two years. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere two years to a year ago. And um, yeah, so I, I stopped going. I was doing a lot of like public speaking at the time, a lot of, you know, guest blogging, a lot of community engagement, a lot of that kind of stuff. And, and it was amazing. And that is the best thing I could have ever done in my career. But I took some time. I just kind of needed to step back from that. Prior to that, I had spent a lot of time focusing on the marketing world and making connections with other marketers and people in my space because that's what I didn't have. And so I think what was happening in that time when I stepped back was maybe a transition a little bit. Okay, I've I've grown a lot from this community. I've gained a lot of clout in this community and had a lot of great experiences. Now maybe it's figuring out how do I then take what I've learned here and built here and how do I bring it outside to other communities or other industries? Um, and so that really required me to kind of step back and stop doing a lot of things so that I could figure out what was really essential to taking that next kind of turn and step. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's so interesting to hear this because like the conversations that we've had and stuff have always been like really good about like A to B and okay, where are you now? you know, what are your skills? Where do you want to go? Where could you go? And you've been really helpful in kind of walking me through that. And I know you also had a really great podcast episode with one of your friends about that too. Uh, so it's really interesting to hear, you know, uh, you talk about, uh, and we all go through it, you know? And so, all right. So then now you're at SPAC and is that's full-time job? Uh, I mean, when you're a founder, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah. And- yeah, I mean, so Spec is a it's a SaaS company focused on uh, the bartending industry, but it's been full time. Uh, it's it's a work in progress, and you know, the funny thing is, I've been working with Spec for about a year now, and again, it was kind of unexpected, but the opportunity arose. They were a client, and the opportunity arose to like take a you know some ownership in the company, and I really saw like a. I get really excited about opportunity. And I I think like one of my gifts is kind of like being able to sort of see future potential. And, um, you know, I saw it was a consumer focused app at the time. And now it's a business to business platform. But, you know, I just envisioned like this whole opportunity in this business to business platform space. It was just something that I was like, you know, if we do this right, it could be really cool. So we've been doing that for about a year now, and um, you know it's going really well. But it's a hustle, and it's you know we're not going the um, 
rocket ship to the moon route. You know, we're not pouring a couple million dollars onto something yet. We are growing slow and small and stealthily. So, um, you know, that's an interesting spot to be in, I think, personally. And so I'm committed to spec and growing it, but it may not be the only thing that I do this year. (laughs) Uh-oh, uh-oh, tell us more. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, I think you learn a lot, like, working in startups and working for yourself. And as a consultant, you get to see a lot of, I mean, I think every client I've ever taken on has been in a slightly different industry than the one before. So I've had the opportunity to work across a lot of industries and a lot of audiences and see a lot of different types of brands at different stages in business. But I think I'm ready for, um, you know, there's a whole different type of experience you get when you go into a company that already exists and you actually plant yourself there and you don't stay on the outside, which is where I'm comfortable, right? I like to be on the outside. It gives me the freedom to say what I think and Mm. not have to deal with the aftermath necessarily. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I've been looking at some full-time opportunities lately and I don't know, it was uh, unexpected, but just actually in the past like two weeks, I've really felt like this might be the next step for me, which is kind of funny because most people, they go, they work for a company for a couple years, then maybe they venture out on their own and do some consulting, then maybe they do a startup and I did it backwards. I went startup independent consulting, startup, you know, and, and now maybe something a little more corporate, but, and my version of corporate is like not corporate at all, right? It'll still be a very startup-y environment, I think, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about uh, marketing probs. Um, Is that what you're really excited about going forward is more on the marketing side, or it seems like there's also a little bit of kind of empowerment or um, helping people and kind of growing community and and growing people at the same time is that um, do you see kind of an opportunity there that you want to yeah yeah I think um, I I think I'm in a weird phase right now where I'm sort of in a redefinition phase right kind of like you said I think before we started we were talking and you said you know this podcast and your mission with it has become like more defined over time on my podcast the millennial innovators podcast i started that kind of the same way that marketing probs started but in the fact that once i was kind of like working my way i was taking a step back from the whole marketing community circuit and i was working my way kind of out into some other worlds i started getting a lot of a lot of outreach from young millennials on LinkedIn, a lot of people in New York looking for jobs or you know internships or just out of college or making a change in their career and not really sure how to approach it. Uh, so reaching out for coffee and for advice. And once again, all of a sudden, <laughs> I found that like, four days out of five in my week were just full of like, coffee with this person, coffee with this person. And I was like, I'm having the same conversations. A lot of the same questions and challenges are coming up. So why don't I make a podcast that really talks to people in this season of life who are trying to figure out, okay, the world says I'm qualified this much, you know, or uh, 
I've got this degree, but I don't know what to do with it, you know, or whatever. So uh, people who are in this navigating stage of life who are really trying to figure out what they need to do next or how they go about figuring that out. Um, So that's what the Millennial Innovators podcast became about. Young people who are kind of like in between where they are and where they want to be and how to thrive in the middle of that. I mean, that excites me more than anything. I think it's kind of the same the same joy I get from consulting is seeing somebody who's in a tough situation, like who feels like they're gridlocked, seeing that transformation from feeling like there's no way out to, oh, okay, there's a crack in the wall. Oh, okay, now we're, we're starting to see some holes. Now there's some light coming in and, and kind of finding their way out of the dark spot. So mm-hmm. it's the same process, different circumstances. And I think that's what I... I do love in general. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm it's a weird place for me to be. I'm I'm meeting with a lot more women lately and I think just after some experiences I've had in the past couple of years and in my career in general, I'm that's something that I'm really finding myself becoming just really passionate about lately is empowering women in business and you know, there's a lot of stuff that you get confronted with as a woman in whether you're in a startup environment or a tech environment or corporate or consulting independently you know there's just a lot of stuff um that we're that's kind of like ingrained in women from childhood that is very uh conflicting with like the world like what it takes to be successful as a business person you know in the world today and so I think um Yeah, I don't know. That's something I'm passionate about. And so I'm trying to figure out right now how how do I align these passions and and what does that look like? Is it what I was already doing with the Millennial Innovators podcast or is it something totally new? Is it a new concept? Is it a new format? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can't wait to hear more and can't wait to see it, Kat. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. It's weird for me because I'm a person who like... I have this ability to like get really excited about things and just plug in and just once I'm engaged I'm like bullseye you know but so it's a weird place to be to not know exactly what that is yet and do you think it's a little bit more um I don't want to say challenging but given the diversity of experiences that you've had you know you you've had incredible success and wide variety of different kind of formats and stuff. So, um, yeah, do you think there's anything there in terms of like, that's potentially behind some of it? Yeah, I think, um, I think a lot of the places I've gone in my career or even just like in my art, uh, or like my creative endeavors, like the podcast or marketing probs, those are places that I have taken myself and that's awesome. And I have loved that and it's taught me a lot about a lot of things but I think the challenge I'm having right now is that I think where I'm going next is I'm looking for a deeper like a deeper level of that kind of creative outlet so I really I have the feeling that um, whatever it is next I'm not gonna be able to do alone Mm -hmm. whereas previously I would just do it you know what I mean I'd buy the equipment and I'd figure it out and I didn't really care what anybody else had to say about it because I had a vision and this is what I wanted to do. And I think that's really great when you're a beginner, you know, but then you hit a cap and you can research and you can, 
And this, it's kind of funny because this is where community comes back in, right? So you can research and you can teach yourself and you can learn from other people, but ultimately if you're creating by yourself, I think there's like a cap maybe on, on how far, how deep you can go. And so I think whatever is next, there's probably like a partnership or um, a collaborator or, some, or maybe even a community of people who I'm still in search of, who I think are going to kind of challenge me to like go farther, maybe to some places, whether it's like running after some questions that like maybe are too vulnerable for me to like, mm-hmm. you know, feel empowered to do on my own or whatever it is. But yeah, I, I think... I, I I once heard like podcasting is best done as a, as a team sport hmm. because you know when you're working really closely with something you can't always see the you can't always see what would make it better you know so yeah I kind I kind of am feeling like I I, I think there's got to be a collaborator or some type of community out there that is gonna push me to go a little farther. Okay. Um, anything else as you you know for all those, you know, coffee chats that you had, any other kind of um, lessons learned or anything else that you feel like um, we didn't talk about here before you tell us how people can uh, follow up with you? Um, Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like you covered it. Yeah, it's been, I think, well, I mean, I'm curious. You've been doing this for a while now, right? Mm -hmm. So what are you, I mean, what are you hoping people are going to get out of this conversation? Out of this conversation? Yeah. I, I had a feeling Kat was <laughs> going to do this to me. Um, okay, so so what I think is a couple different takeaways would be constantly learning, meeting new people, interjecting yourself in different places, adding value, um, going inward, and then also, you know, trying things on your own, but then also realizing there's on, sometimes there's only so far that those things can go. Um, so in kind of the intersection between personal, professional projects, learning, creative endeavors, um, things like that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's interesting because I think this whole podcast interview has been a lot about a lot of weaving. You know what I mean? It's like, I just think there's no like straight path. Right. And that's kind of like the whole point, I think, of having something like a portfolio career. Right. Or even like your own business in some ways is almost like the freedom to weave in and out and like make those choices and plug into community, but also like retreat and be introspective when you need to. And, but the funny thing is, I think so often we put ourselves in those positions, like in a portfolio career position or in for me becoming an entrepreneur. And then like, you're like craving that stability of this is what I do every day. And so you put yourself, you put some parameters on things. So, uh, but yeah, I just think, I think it's a, I think this is a cool topic and I'm excited and hopefully people will get some stuff out of this. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. They'll realize that, you know, there's no one straight answer. It's all a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Kat, where can um, people follow up? Marketing probs on Instagram, anything else? Uh, Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Millenovator. That's M-I-L-L-E-N-N-O-V-A-T-O-R. Or my website's millenovation.com. M-I-L-L-E-N-N-O-V-A-T-I-O-N.com. 
Sweet. Thanks so much, Kat. Yeah, thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to another exciting episode of Portfolio Career Podcast. As a reminder, this episode with timestamp notes to follow along is also available on my website, PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. There, you can also record and ask a question related to all things related portfolio career to potentially be included in a future episode. Really excited for you to use these insights to build and grow your portfolio career. And as always, let me know what you think.